0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya The senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear Will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ Be blessed as you listen When gifts are surprising When they are rare The reaction Come on, help me well, how, how? Speechless What we call the speechlessness The joy Ah. Number two When these gifts come You know why it gets so exciting? They meet needs I know what makes it more exciting Because Always different from the way you have been planning Sometimes when you think of What you need And where you are and what you have uh, The only reasonable thing is to be Discouraged but somehow, because you are trusting God, your hope, though thin, was still holding. Then suddenly, and I know that there's a common word that expresses that kind of feeling. It's a "Wow!" So every such gift is a wow gift, you know. But all the gifts you've been talking about—they've been things. How have it needed? But before we continue, shall we read some part of the Bible? Yeah, so it has changed where I'm to start from. In the book of Genesis, in chapter 1, I'll read from verse um, verse 15 of chapter 2 of Genesis. Verse 15 of chapter 2, I'll read quickly. Then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, are you following me? The Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will, he was talking to himself, I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground, God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. But, Adam, but for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones. And flesh of my flesh. Because he was taken out of man... Out of him, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and join to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Period. See, uh, talking about gifts, I just want to show you something because all these ones are inanimate, but there's a gift here. But again, let me quickly define gifts so that I won't waste time with that. I was reading this law with mean, this thing about I mean, maybe some lawyer's speech. He said, what do you call a gift? A gift in the law of property is the voluntary transfer of property from one person, the donor or grantor, to another, the donee or grantee, without full valuable consideration. One version says, without compensation. It's a voluntary transfer from one person to another without mentioning compensation. Good. And now it now goes on to say, in order for a gift to be legally effective, are you with me? Praise the Lord. See, three requirements are needed or must be met. One, the intent of the donor to give the gift to the donee. They call it donative intent. So that's, I will make, listen, from what you've read, it said, it's not good that the man is alone. I will make for him. That's an intent. Hello, are you here? I'm trying to prove that you are a gift. Remember, you can imagine a world without a woman. Because if God never made woman, He would have created a way of multiplying anyway. Maybe we'd we'll be multiplying like a moeba. We just get fat and break into two, boom, and two men. Was possible. He's God. He could do anything. He could have designed it anyway. But he chose to make the woman. He chose to make the woman out of the man. He chose to. And from what we have read, he looked at the man. He saw he had a need. He himself didn't even know. He couldn't articulate his need. But he knew he had a need. And so God looked and said, it's not good that a man, that this man or or a man should be alone. He now said, I will make for him a helper comparable to him. Immediately I saw that. I said, now, that satisfies the first requirement, the intent of the donor. The three conditions must be met. Praise the Lord. The second condition That was the actual delivery of the gift. Now, what happened? He looked at him. He caused him to sleep. I'm I'm coming to you now. I'm talking about you. I'm defining my way to you. He caused him to sleep. And he slept. And when he slept, he opened his rib. I'm sure he must have been dreaming. Not knowing that reality was taking place. And he took just one rib of the many that are there. This God is too much. He could have made ten women out of these ribs. But he didn't. He made one. And so when you go beyond one woman, you are looking for trouble. It's just spiritually, logically sound. And when he put that rib out, he could have made another man. But he didn't. He made a woman. And that's why it's so strange that man is marrying man. And when they adopt a baby there, I say, which one is father? No, they are both daddies. It doesn't make sense at all. So they so he, he caused him to sleep, opened up, and brought a rib and made what he needed. He wasn't aware. He had no clue. By the time he woke up, he walked up to him and presented a gift. You see the way they felt? Adam felt exactly that way. What did he say? Wow! He said, how did he say How do you know he said so? Because he will name every creature that this one. He became poetic before he named her. He said, this is now bone of my bone. Who told you, Adam? You are sleeping, and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called Wow Man. Wow! Although they say it's woman, but it's woman. Yeah. So, wow. Can you see how much of a gift you are? That's why the men who are not converted, the men who are not regenerated, when they see you come the way God has made, they say wow they will always be wow, wow all the time and it's not strange to you anymore because you are what? Wow so if you're, if the wow somebody is making, is turning your head to you have a problem you should be used to wow, wow everywhere you go, in fact if they don't say wow they, they have a problem no I'm not joking so it's not until you come and say you are so beautiful, and you think that will make my head fly of course I know I'm beautiful. So if I really just if I want to be civil, I say, Oh thanks. If I don't want to be civil, I don't know you're trying you're trying to be cheeky or you're trying to be naughty. <laughs> you're beautiful beautiful Oh, Lobya no, well, <laughs> What I just said, you know, I say, beautiful I better go and meet your wife at home. Oh yeah. Because man, I am made I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Now going, the third point, the third the third condition. Let me quickly say that before I come to talk. The third condition to be met is acceptance of the gift. Did he accept it? Oh, yes. He started the poem straight away. and quit, In fact, said, this is now bone of my... Bo- e-. So, the presentation of the woman... Um, I don't want to use that word. The making and the presentation of the woman does it meet a gift? Yes. For who? Who, who was the do not help me, the recipient. So, the moment to appear, you change the thinking of man. You change everything about him. And I was looking at the psychology of gifts. But you see, the thing about gifts is this: when a gift is given, it affects the giver. How? You become more fulfilled in life. That God could use you, or that through your hand you could meet someone's need, with forever grateful. And when you see them flipping and jumping, you are just there's a sense of satisfaction which money cannot buy. It's just go, wow. Number two, it improves bonding. It improves relationship between the giver. And the receiver, so it improves. It it improves bonding. Really, it does. Number three, it's, open, yes. it's meeting a dire need. It brings fulfillment to the giver. Number two, it improves bonding. Number three, it's meeting the, a need in the life of the receiver. Hello, I can go on. So many things happen when you give a gift. Most of it is a surprise gift. You can imagine she was thinking, Where will I get the money? Where am I going to stay? What part of Lagos? And she was trying to meet an agent to discuss. And that same afternoon, somebody walked up to her and said, Please don't be offended. Do you have two minutes? Not knowing what she was going through, I had no clue. Say, On behalf of my wife and I, we want to give you a help. What? I'm saying this to say there would have never been a woman on earth except there was a need and God gave a woman as a gift not to man, to mankind to humanity the gap was obvious your first appearance on earth was to meet a need A need that mankind could not meet. You are special. You are rare. Until then, there had never been anything like you, anyone like you, any creature like you. You are special. And now the devil will do everything to make you feel less than you are. That's his pattern. I will get into that in a minute. Let me take you further because I'm just trying to establish that you are a gift to humanity. See, second point in the Bible. So because when you say gift, they say, "Ah, uh-uh, gift how? That is, am I a property? No, smart. I mean, you are a value adder. You change the face, the status of humanity. God realized that you are not an omission in creation. You are a preserved part of creation. Sometimes when you read the Bible, you think uh, it was an afterthought. No, it wasn't an afterthought. Because in 26, 27, 28 of the book of Genesis chapter 1, it says, so God created man, male and female created he, them. And he blessed them. So, where was the female? He made male and female. The only thing that the male and female were in one body. And when you look at that that's one solitary figure and naming the male and the female of a, but God is an interesting God. A mystery altogether. He made the lion too. The elephant too. The horse too. The chicken too. The rat too. Everything too. too, too. And you left the man as one. He knew why. And he brought them to see what he would call them. So when he, so he said, lion, Lioness, so he named everything that way. I'm sure he, God, will, God was watching him to see, to see. He was, he was watching to see what he would call them. You know what he, was, what he was saying? He was watching to see what man will make of them. It was what man made, or what man made of these animals that they have been till today and they'll be forever. If he had called the lion chicken, the lion would have been going, honest. True. God did not name anything. And so he was watching to see. So what happened all of a sudden after Adam had done that? They're all twos. We are one. He didn't see anything. God said, God that already labeled everything he did as good, 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 very good, said, it's not good that he's alone. I will. And let me just quickly say this. The first appearance of the woman on earth, just like the man, the man didn't come as a baby. He made a full man. And the seed to multiply was in him. So he made a full woman. half beat from the rib of the man. Hello? So the first appearance of the woman, come on, help me, was as a wife. Now watch this. Proverbs chapter 18. Praise the Lord. Verse 23. Proverbs eighteen twenty-three. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me be sure. Maybe I didn't get it. Twenty-two, sorry. Yeah. Shall we do it together? <laughs> good. If you look at that word good thing, or read other translations, say he who finds a wife, finds a treasure. Yeah. And obtains favor. From the Lord, one version says, "Goodwill from God and man." So you can see what the addition of the woman to the man in the physical has brought. He has come to improve the status and the lot of the man on earth. He is a special gift of God to humanity. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. <laughs> so I need to, I just needed to say that and to make it clear. And if, if, if you look at Proverbs thirty-one. He said that her price is far more than that of rubies. If you're really going to pay for such a gift, your whole lifetime cannot pay it. That's what he's saying in effect. Hallelujah. Humanity cannot pay for that gift of God. Glory be to God in the highest. I'm just trying to establish that you are a gift to humanity. You are a gift to humanity. And it's important that you know, because if you don't know, the devil will all, he will always play to the opposite. He will do everything to make you think otherwise. Glory be to God in the highest. I say, glory be to God in the highest. And now, and I now began to look at some specific women in the Bible and see whether they fit this. Uh, let's look at the first woman, Eve. Glory be to God in the highest. This same woman, I knew there was trouble, and some said that. Um, I have say God created, yes, he rested, he did this, rested, he did this, rested, and then he created the woman, and since he made the woman, neither man nor God have rested. Well, they don't get it. Do you know that if God did not remove the woman from the man, this is what we discuss among men, and thank God God blessed me with both ministries to men and women. I just give God the glory. Do you know that if the woman was not made, man would still fall? Pastor, prove it. Because the woman was deceived. The man was not deceived. So if it wasn't through the woman, the devil would have used any other thing and the man would have still disobeyed. Let me prove it again. The woman, maybe out of ignorance or lack of depth, was deceived but the man could not be deceived and the devil knew that the man could not be deceived that way and that's why he lashed on the woman so the man willfully disobeyed God and I'm putting it to you that without the woman somewhere along the line man would still have disobeyed God and when I'm saying man I'm not just talking of the male gender I mean humanity would have failed God So God in his foresight knew, guess what? He brought him at us too. But pastor, the two of them fell. Yes. But look at what he did in judging the case. He said, you will bruise his heel, but the seed of the woman will bruise your head, not the seed of the man. You know why? Because God is a just God. And he, know what, I mean, he knew what he was doing. He was the male figure who carried everything that was giving the instruction, have dominion. And so when they came, they had dominion. Male them And he told them to have dominion over the earth. But we saw only one body. And then he brought out the second one. And when that happened, he so said, fine, you got the man, now I will do something else. I will do it through the woman. Because the woman will need the seed of the man to bring forth, I will do something and you won't be able to accuse me. Because if I do it anyhow, you say I cheated. I don't know, I'm mean, just God. So there's a second Adam coming and you'll be the last Adam because you will never have this opportunity again. And that's why Jesus is not just the second, he's the last Adam. And the devil tried him. He tried him in the wilderness. He said, bow in worship would have willfully submitted like Adam did in the garden. He didn't. said, so you, so you shall not tempt the Lord of God and him only shall you worship. Had Jesus worshipped him, it would have happened again. Hello? But what I'm saying is this. How did Jesus come to be on earth <laughs> the seed of the woman? Man, you were created to preserve posterity. I'll show you in the Bible. Did the devil fight it? Oh, yes, he fought it a lot. Before the angel met Gabriel, the I mean, met Mary, remember all the firstborns of the, of the Hebrew people were killed in Egypt. Once their male killed them, the female were not killed. Not even firstborn, male children and we have it all through history remember Pharaoh too when Jesus was I'm sorry, herod when Jesus was born and they came to worship he said look go look for him when you find him when he didn't see them after almost two years he said kill every male child born from this time hello praise the Lord <laughs> and so you could see what happened there see what God did with Eve Eve yes things are bad but your seed. And guess what Adam did? He said, she shall be called Eve. Because she she what? She's the mother of every living thing. But they were dead at that time. They were dead spiritually. But she's the mother of every living thing. So he was prophesying after what God has said. And Jesus was born. And Jesus was born without the help of the man. And so the movement was still at the center of everything. And let me tell you this. You know, why are we looking at this? Because I want you to see you for who God has made you. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God. Okay, quickly, I'll just look at two examples. I read from the book of Esther. Watch this. Esther chapter 4, chapter chapter 4, Esther chapter 4. I just want to prove something, then I'll just go finish up. Esther chapter 4. Praise the Lord. Okay. I was going to start from here actually, but I changed my mind. From verse 13, Esther 413. Esther 413. Esther 413. And Mordecai, the uncle of Esther, told them to answer Esther Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, <laughs> relief and deliverance will arise from, I mean, for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai Go gather all the Jews who are present in Shusham and fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maid and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther commanded. You know the rest of the story. Now, Esther put her life on the line. Hello? Now, Esther was in the palace. And Esther will feed the picture of a lot of us here today. You look beautiful. You look well-dressed you look, I mean, everything seems fine. But inside, you are fighting the battle that only women fight. The future of your children. The future of your father's house. Come on, you are the queen, Esther. Yeah, and when she appears, oh, woo. Oh, I mean, the retinue of, um, of servants and I mean, lords and knights and know, everybody run that as But Esther was fighting a battle because she was a woman. What was the battle? Esther, your whole nation will be wiped out if you don't move. And Mordecai has thought of what to do. He had come to the end of the road. uh, And for Mordecai, what else can we do to stop this scourge that is coming? Or that is about to happen? And nothing. Guess who? The only hope? Esther. And when her back got to the wall, she's like, you know what? Fast for me. I will risk it. If I perish, I perish. But before then, Mordecai said, who knows? Maybe this is the reason why God brought you so far I mean, to the palace. Maybe for this reason, you have come to Hadith it now. For such a time as this, you were born. But leave Esther. Let me tell you of another woman. I'll come to finish that story. She was a slave. And the mistress had ordered her to go into her husband. And she was pregnant. And along the line, because she didn't know how to carry herself, she was sold. Rude to her mistress. And she was thrown out of the house. A slave. That was a queen. And it got to a stage that the mistress, I'm talking of Sarah, it said let, let down. Abraham said, no, you can't do that. Will you? She's my slave. She was thrown out. She was in the wilderness, crying to God. Confused. Heavily pregnant. Let me read it. I want you to see that because it's important. I'm you know, leaving some stories hanging. I'll tidy them up quickly. In Genesis chapter 16. Please bear with me. I'm coming somewhere very, very soon. Hallelujah. Now Sarah Abraham's wife had borne him no children, and he had Egyptian Egyptian servant who was Hagar to go in years. So Sarah said to Abraham, See now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go. Okay, fine. Uh, verse 3. Then Sarah Abraham's wife took Hagar and her maid, the Egyptian, and gave to her husband. Uh, verse 4. So he went into Hagar and she conceived. And when she saw that she was conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. Then Sarah said to Abraham, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between you and me. And Abraham said to Sarah, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And when Sarah dealt harshly with her, she fled okay from her presence now the angel this is where I'm going watch now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness by the spring on the way to shore and he said Hagar Sarah is made where have you come from and where are you going She said, I'm fleeing from the presence of my mistress. Sirai, the angel of the Lord, said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her maid. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for multitudes and the angel of the Lord said to her behold you are with the child and you shall bear a son and she shall, you shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has had your affliction he shall be a wild man and his son shall be against every man and every man against him and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren look at it in. then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her you are God who sees for she said I have I also here seen him who sees me where am I going Esther had a problem this woman was carrying a child. She never planned it. She found herself with a the child. There was a multitude in her. And now she was in trouble. And now this life will be preserved. Her life too was in danger. And she was alone. Whether you are a slave or you are a queen, your plights are the same. It's about humanity. It's about preserving posterity. You are a gift to humanity. And that's why when there is war anywhere, the men are all killed or they will have fled. If you want to preserve that place for the future, you look for The woman, even the UNO knows that today. Thank God for Rwanda, but this is where I'm going. Still, there, Hagar thought is the end. But God, that knows why He has created the woman, it wasn't an angel, said the angel of the Lord. That is when carry Jesus appeared. He said, "Why are you here? How did you get here?" This is the question today. How did you get here? Because you don't know who you are. How did you get here? Then she told her story. She said, "You know what? Go back and submit to your mistress. You know what? I will multiply your descendants. You are preserving a nation, and for generations." so he has been seeing me all along I never knew now that he has appeared to me I've been given the privilege to see him who has always seen me the question is this what if he had always known or she had always known that he was seeing her don't you think he would do things differently I'm here to tell you that his eyes are on the sparrow no I'm not joking his eyes on this sparrow. It will be a great mistake of a lifetime to think that you are alone, you are abandoned. He doesn't see you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are made for a purpose, for posterity, to preserve posterity. It does not matter your plight today. It does not matter how you got to where you are. Maybe you are like, hey guys, You caused it. You pulled it in by your own laziness or by your own carelessness. It doesn't matter. That still does not negate why God created you. Let me go back to Esther. Esther put her life on the line. She dressed up in her regalia. She stepped out before the king. If the king was not in the mood, that would mean death. The story was told by my pastor. I was in the primary school. I still remember the story. I never knew I would be a pastor in my life. I never wanted to. He said, there was this troublesome boy. And this boy would run into trouble and trouble and trouble. And they would get into prison. Then he committed one very bad offense. And it was a death sentence. So on the day of the judgment, everybody was seated. And then they would they ring the bell like this church bell in the city in the you know, villages of those days in Europe and that would signify the start of proceedings everybody was seated they brought the boy out and then they told the bellman, go come on sound the bell people were seated, he went there, he tried he tried and tried, he tried and tried and tried, and tried. never happened before, the bell did not ring or what, what do you call it did not, did not sound he tried. And everybody was coming to him. He said, he said, I'm trying. They brought him back before the judges and they, they warned him, that, why are you wasting that time? He said, no, I'm having a problem. What kind of problem? And then they followed him there. He tried. it didn't work, And they thought maybe he was colluding. So they were going to put him on trial. Then a the woman came all blooded. Blood all over, all over her hands and her arms. And as they stood there, he said, I have something to say. He said, I want to defend him. He said, who are you? Are you a lawyer? He said, for this man, yes. So, what is it? He said, I'm the reason the bell did not ring. He said, what do you mean? He said, I held on. I defended. I stopped it from ringing with my whole arms. And when it was getting too bad, I threw my weight behind it. He said, why? He said, because the judgment was about to pass. The death sentence is for my son. So the man, the Beringer, was freed. And then the panel sat and looked at another side of the case. She had, I'm not sure now the rest of the story, I think one arm was already lost, was battered. The second one was barely, but her body was not taking it. She probably would have thrown her whole life onto that. But that's what is called woman, deserving posterity. She said, if I perish, I perish. If I die, I die. She stepped out. The king looked up. You could have said, no. That would have been death. He looked up. The God that created the heavens and the earth that created you for purpose. The king looked up and smiled. Hey, Wow. first victory. Can I announce your first victory from here? I don't know how impossible your case has been. I announce without any fear of contradiction, in the name of Jesus, your first victory has started. You are a gift to humanity. Have you observed <laughs> with my grown up children with my growing up children it's the same thing when they come home your chest could be as big as this you can be as tall as anything no, they will run past you and jump into the laps of their mom and then you look at them then she say have you seen that? ah my daddy have you watched Olympic stars when they win gold? Wow, when they climb on that podium and the and interview, and they say, Mommy, 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 can you see me? What of oh, daddy? I'm saying that you are the center of God's creation. Through Esther. Haman hung on his own gallows through Esther all those in the team of Haman getting ready to slaughter and to wipe out the Hebrews were themselves slaughtered on that very set day can I announce to somebody here today every work of the devil that is militating against why you are here they have a chance to repent otherwise they will slaughter themselves on that same day and I say it in the name of Jesus. Because I'm not here on my own. I'm here as a sent agent. Let me say this again quickly. Men may lose hope. When women lose hope, is the end. You say, why? Because you are helpers. You are created to help. You are created to add value. You are created to preserve posterity. You are a gift to humanity. See how man will fear. Look at Hebrews 31. Your success is the pride of your husband. So I wonder where we got it from. Where I mean when, when, when some cultures, whether in Christianity or outside, they say no, the woman should be, should be should be stagnant at home. Who said so? Well, look at what look at the true picture of the woman in Hebrews 31. She was such a successful person, an unusual entrepreneur, a land merchant merchant of vehicles a fleet of vehicles the husband feels proud to be called the husband of so 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 and that's one of the things that we need to tell the man it's found nowhere where the woman will be subjugated to nothing No, it's not the will of God it's not in the Bible in Genesis we are created equal it's only, as far as, it's only in marriage setting that you submit your will for Me to be the head, and that's why my wife is not called to submit to any man anywhere other than me in the whole world. If you meet her anywhere, you compete at the same level, she may beat you. Whether you're a man or woman, it doesn't matter. Let's get it straight. I'm saying that to let you know who you are. Don't be surprised if in 2019 we have some women that will cause some trouble. In the election, I'm not sure they will win now, but they will. I mean, they will, they will. They will. They will. They will create. I mean, they will set some standard. No, but it's true. The world is getting there. That's not to say that the men are not capable. No, 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 no. What we are saying is that we are all the same. So having said that, I can give you some examples of other women. What about Jochebed? When Pharaoh gave the instruction that all sons should be killed, this woman had the guts to say, no, my son will not be killed. She risked it, the mother of Moses. See what I mean? What about Hagar, the harlot? She, ordinary harlot, useless harlot, still fulfilling the mandate of her creation. And when she saw the war coming so strong and knew that everybody would go for it, she jumped out and she reached out into an agreement with those coming. He said, look, please promise me she got them into a covenant. And she did what she could do. She did side of it, of, the, of it. And when they came, you know what she said? She said, you won't kill me and you preserve me and my entire father's household. And they were preserved. What about the slave girl in Neyman's house? He would have died a leper. It was a slave and a woman. <laughs> what I'm saying is, your position has nothing to do with it. There's a huge future before you. As long as humanity will be on earth, you have a great tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, you are a gift to humanity. Now, let me begin to wind down quickly. Now, how do I handle it from here? You've said so much about trying to prove that I'm a gift, that God is the giver, and we recipient uh, um, humanity, mankind a recipient as it were. I can go on, you know. Can I talk to you about Ruth for one minute? Father died, brother-in-law died, husband died. Hey, but for Ruth, that lineage was gone forever. Can you see it again? You only need to think in this direction. The whole of heaven will back you up. I'm not joking. It's easy for you to achieve that, even for men in these areas. So this is where you say that the real, the reality of your of, of of your of the gift that you are is tied primarily to your gender. I haven't said that. You are better than Ruth. You are better than Esther. You are better than Jochebed. You are better than Eve. You say how? You are a born again child of God. Is somebody hearing me? You have an extra to yourself than them. And let me just quickly tell you, how would Jesus do it? Even I was talking in the morning on John chapter 4, let me just quickly pick that place for you to see how Jesus did everything he did. It takes me a minute to do that. It's important. John chapter 4. The most exciting part is just about to happen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus and this Woman of Samaria were in a dialogue. Verse 8 For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink of me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealing with Samaritans. Verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, Shall we together? Wait, 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 wait. What did Jesus say? Who, who was the gift of God there? Hello, 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 hello. Are you here? So Jesus knew that he was a gift to humanity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And now he was talking to the woman. The woman would they understand. Say, if only you knew the gift of God. When you begin to know you are the gift of God, your breakthrough begins. If you don't know you are the gift of God, you may struggle for a while. He knew who he was. He knew he was a gift. But that doesn't mean that he's to be pocketed by somebody like a wristwatch. No, 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 no. He knew that he had come to change the status and the lives of men. He was a gift. If only you need the gift of God. So don't be ashamed to say, I'm a gift to humanity. So can I advise you quickly, in the corner of your room, if you are praying or when you are praying, get to and say, Thank God that I am a gift to humanity. You are not saying it condescendingly. You are not saying it boastfully. You are confessing the word of God. Let me prove it to you. For everything that Jesus was to this world, when he was here and beyond, he said it all the time. Like he said, if only you knew the gift of God. I think in John chapter 9, he says, I am the light of the world. They He said, look, listen to me. As long as I'm on earth, I am the light of the world. So your victory begins first by you knowing who you are. And not just knowing who you are, if you know you are, then you you want to take a cue from there in everything you do. So the first thing, I am a gift. Even when you are so angry, I am a gift. Even when you are getting so discouraged, I am a gift. Even when you look so, I am a gift of God. And God will enable you to be the gift that he has made you to be. Jesus will say, I am the bread of life. He will say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus. He will say, I am the great shepherd of the sheep. Everything he was, he will say it. So I'm saying where to start is, I'm a gift. No, I'm not a woman. I'm not a woman, I know that but I'm a gift to my wife I'm a gift to my children and I'm not saying it in any prideful way I'm saying it to be able to occupy where God has put me I'm a gift to the Fountain of Life Church as the under-shepherd in this church and I thank God for the opportunity and all I need to fulfill my mandate and to play my role as I stay there and I'm saying you made me who I am here I will never lack praise the Lord So you see the way it happens. So now come back to really the person that you are. The day you give your life to Jesus Christ, you stop being a lone ranger in life. You came into covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ. Is somebody hearing me? And that was why you saw us singing that song we sang in Romans chapter 8. Well, I think I should stop there. Romans chapter 8 from verse 15. I just want you to see. Because if any man be in Christ, 2 2 Corinthians chapter 5 by 17, if any man be in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ, if you're a Christian, you are in Christ. So you are a woman created as a value adder. You are a woman created as a gift to humanity. And now you are in Christ Jesus. There is no way you can fail. He will walk with you. Glory be to God in the highest. What about the fear of failure? That's why in Romans chapter 8 from verse 15 say for you, you did not receive the spirit of Bondage again to fear. That was what we were singing. We were confessing the word of God. We were declaring we were in Him. So anything that the devil will make you and will bring to scare you, put it to rest. Fear of failure. Fear of future. Fear of your children not making it. Fear. <laughs> you are not alone anymore. He is with you anywhere you go. As a matter of fact, your life is sitting with God in Christ Jesus. As a matter of fact, you are competing in Him who is the head of all principles and powers if anybody should be more confident in life it's you is somebody hearing me you are fearing of death no you will not die the Bible says you will see your children's children. The days of your life you will fulfill. And who will make it good? Your covenant partner. He can hear you speaking, saying what he has said concerning you, and he will leave you alone. No. And that was why Jesus succeeded here. Everything he said, it was what he heard the Father saying about him, about his mission, about the world. And where does the fear come from in the first place? The devil he would try to scare you out of who you are. When he failed in the wilderness, he still followed him up to the Garden of Gethsemane, and there he said, "Look, if only this cup would pass over." But said, "No, no, but not my way, but let our way be done." He got three people praying for him. They didn't understand. They couldn't pray. They were sleeping. Even almost at the cross, he was still trying him, but he knew who he was. And the reason for this fellowship today is for you to know who you are. The same woman always at the receiving end. In your case, it is turning around. I say in the name of Jesus, it is turning around. There will never be any of you that will live here still pitying yourself in the name of Jesus. No, you are not to pity yourself. You are a dear child of God. And so you have not received this for branch again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption by whom? For your spirit man is crying Abba, Father, that's the way we call God. He's my father. He's your father. See what happened to Hagar. Hagar did not know Jesus. Or that I wasn't born again like you are. And when it looked like he would die, she discovered, he said, so he had been seeing me and I never knew. I thought it was the end. He said, but I thank God that I now have the privilege of seeing him who had always seen him. That's, he said, the God who sees, But now you know that he sees you. It doesn't just see you. You are in him. He's in, you. You, are in a, you, you. you are in a covenant with him and the Father. I say the days of your fears and failures are passed in the name of Jesus. I know what I'm talking about. God knows I know what I'm talking about you see the light begin to fall for you in pleasant places in the name of Jesus. (laughs) You heard their testimonies. You heard their their testimonies. uh, And you can see that God is just waiting for you to make a move, as it were. Let me finish it. Uh, So we don't see the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So my spirit man is crying, I'm my child of God. I'm a woman on purpose. Uh, Glory be to God. Look at the next line the spirit himself be as free. So when you begin to declare, when you begin to know who you are, and you begin to declare it, the Holy Ghost says, I agree with you, straight away. <laughs> you know what? Miracles have started. Amen. I just felt it there. I just felt it there. Glory be, oh. You <laughs> only need to begin to declare who you are. Can you help me bring her, quickly? Take uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me say it quickly in the name of Jesus, in your wildest dreams, you don't think it's possible. By the next discovery for women, in the name of Jesus, you will testify. You see, what gives you that confidence? This same thing I'm showing you from the Bible, the way Jesus did it. Jesus called himself by everything that God has called him, and they fought him to stand still, but he never got stopped. By a gift, yeah. can I tell you a secret? You know, he wants husbands. He said, "You are crying. You are crying. You are fasting. You are crying. You are fasting. You are crying. You are bringing. You are bringing all kinds of gifts and sacrifices to my altar, and yet you don't get. It. You know, you know why? Because you are dealing treacherously, treacherously with the wife of your youth, the wife with whom you have a covenant. Can you see how important you are? You say that's Old Testament, really? What about New Testament? say deal with her with wisdom so that your prayers do not get in. So if I've not convinced you enough, now you know. You are special. That you will succeed in life is not in question. What we are saying is that, that you that through your ministry your whole family will excel. That's what I saying. Your whole clan will excel. Your nation will excel. That's what we are saying. That's what we are saying. The days of thinking small are over. If God could use the slave girl in Neiman's house to affect the whole nation. And bring two nations together. Can you see how special you are? Shall we rise? We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, off Town planning way in Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.